Welcome to this edition of Amazing Creation. I'm your host, Fred Johnson. This show is about the credibility of the scriptures as they pertain to the creation of the world and our origins, and in contrast to the dogma of evolution. The show is produced by the Triangle Association for the Science of Creation. That's shortened to TASC, T-A-S-C, a Raleigh, North Carolina group of scientists and lay folks whose mission is to increase awareness of the scientific evidence supporting the plain, straightforward understanding of the biblical account of creation. Evolution is almost universally now taught in our public schools, colleges, and universities as the origin of all of life we see around us. But there are many, including highly educated scientists, who see evolution not only as impossible, but moreover as untenable when made to stand beside the revealed Word of God in the Bible. Today our topic is the human race and racism, and we have with us Mark Stevens. Mr. Stevens has a master's degree of combined sciences in biology, chemistry, and geology. He's a former high school teacher and has worked in the pharmaceutical industry. Mark joined TASC in 1997, has served on its board for several years, and in recent past as chairman. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Fred. I look forward to our discussion. Mark, I know you want to talk today about the concept of races among the so-called human race. Tell us about the concept that the human race is really just a single race. Well, although taxonomy systems by men classify the varieties of humans in two races, from a creation perspective, we're truly one blood and one human race. We find in the Bible in Acts chapter 17, verses 24 through 26, where we read, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, and hath made one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, from the King James Version. Now, from the New International Version, simply stated, from one man, he made every nation of men. We can see this from the knowledge of the Bible and from history that humans spread all over the world. And we look at modern America today, we see all varieties of humans coming back together and once overcoming various cultural differences can actually fall in love, marry, and have children. Now, from an evolutionary perspective, though, we humans, after having evolved somehow from apes, would have diverged into races or perhaps different species through natural selection and survival of the fittest and thus separated, which may help explain some of the prejudice and racism experienced in recent history. Considering that term racism, which you just mentioned, could you give our listeners a brief definition of race and racism? As far as race and humans... It means a division of mankind based on hereditary traits or a family, tribe, people, or nation of the same stock or hereditary traits. As far as racism, simply discrimination based on belief that some races or groups are by nature superior. But biblically, you say that humans actually are only a single race. Yes. Our ancestors according to the Bible, came from one couple, Adam and Eve. And then the survivors on the ark after the worldwide flood of Genesis, Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives. Then then we could say genetically we are one race. Yes, 
We all have the same human genome with varietal recombinations from our genes, but same chemical codes in our DNA, which has been mapped a few years ago, and we call it our human genome. I know you prefer references to humans that are more appropriate than the use of the term races. Yes, biblically, people groups. Genetically, varieties of humans based on their genetic recombinations or genotypes and the outward expressions or phenotypes such as eye color, skin color, hair color, and so on. Well, why is racism sometimes described as a cancer to the human race? Causes prejudice, bias, unfair treatment resulting in harm to each other. Even wars and attempts to even try to eradicate others, such as Hitler tried to do to the Jews in World War II. Hitler was an ardent evolutionary pantheist and involved in imperialistic social Darwinism. As stated by Jim Fletcher in the book One Blood, the biblical answer to racism, he states, There is no way to understand the cultural cancer of racism until we seriously read the Bible. For this breathtaking collection of 66 books is completely silent on our modern concept of races. Tragically, blacks, orientals, whites, all of us have been pushed into boxes, the metaphor for which is the stinking, grisly railroad car of the Holocaust. And we have forgotten that God has made of one blood all nations of men, according to that scripture, Acts 17.26. So we have forgotten that God has made us one race. How do you think that happened? Well, first, we forget or we deny the Bible, which declares it in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 and the verses that I just read, Acts 17, verses 24 through 26. And then secondly, we have been indoctrinated under the cloak of science by the Darwinian naturalistic evolutionary theory declared as fact and by which its implications and theoretical model promotes and declares racism or superiority of one group over another. Remember, this is implied and thus inferred by many of the by the many by the subtitle of Darwin's Origin of Species, which is the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. So I understand. You're, you're saying that Adam and Eve are the ancestors of all of us. So would you care to speculate what you think Adam and Eve looked like? Well, I think a brown color or a mid-tan color. And if we think about this, uh, back at the time when Adam and Eve were created by God, he would have put the full genome in them with a variety of, etc., that they could have to have different shades of skin color. Adam and Eve would hold in their genetic makeup genes for varying degrees of production of melanin, which determines skin color, and most likely they were a brown color, not the white color so often depicted in our books and films that have promoted racist attitudes towards people of darker skin or whiter skin. And if we go further... Uh, based upon the amount of melanin produced by their genetic variety, the predominant shade for a well-mixed group would be brown, probably more similar to our original parents, Adam and Eve, and then Noah's family. 
The fact is, most of the world's population is still mid-brown. An important thing to consider from the Bible on this is that in Genesis chapter 11, it records that mankind's dispersal after Babel and confusion of the languages due to further rebellion and wickedness by man with their intention not to follow to replenish or fill and subdue the earth mandate which God had given them. Uh, now mankind would scatter according to God's mandate. Briefly, genealogists and historians that have studied this, the dispersal from Babel link Japheth with Europe and India, Ham with Phoenicia, Samaria, Egypt, Ethiopia, Southern Arabia, China, and Sham with Israel and the Arabic countries. So, Mark, considering this understanding from the Bible, uh, do you think we can better uh, deal with this uh, idea of overcoming racism? It, does that help? Yes. If, again, we look at uh, from the biblical perspective uh, and we think about some of the genetic and scientific relationships that we can understand from the background of Genesis chapter 11 and, and Babel and them dispersing. Uh, scientifically, today then, from breeding knowledge of humans, we find that all peoples, prefer, preferably called people groups instead of races, can freely interbreed and produce fertile offspring. And so we find from the biblical knowledge and now scientifically that the biological differences between, between people groups are not that uh, very great at all. In fact, we are bi biologically the same species, and while people groups' genetic makeup provides for genotypic and, phenet uh, and phenotypic variety, that is, the genetic makeup, genotype, and the expression of that phenotype, uh, such as the skin color, eye color, the total DNA foundation differences are trivial. The most Notable difference is in skin color related to this many times the race or racism. But the fact is, we're all the same color. Some people just have more of that color than the others. So the, the history of the United States certainly includes uh, a, a difficulty, a problem with racism. What can we learn from looking at that history? Well... If we take a look at the uh, melting pot of America and we see that people have come to America from all over the world, uh, then considering distance, that we've overcome that, language and cultural differences uh, sometimes have prevented them coming together. But in America, we only have to look at uh, the rapid transportation of means and people to get here and then people getting here uh, once they're here and they overcome various cultural differences, et cetera, uh, they're able to marry and have children and blend, really, the genetic information back to more similar variety of that of an Adam and Eve and Noah's family before the dispersal. Mark, would you um, contrast the uh, creation account uh, with the evolutionary theory as it pertains to the information that we have in our genes, uh, the genes that make us uh, who we are. Yes. Basically, there's been no simple to complex evolution of any genes, as evolution would contend, for the genes were present already. 
put there by God. The dominant features of the various people groups result from different combinations of previously existed created genes, not that there was new generation of new information, plus some minor degenerative changes resulting from mutation, accidental changes which can be inherited. The originally created or genetic information has been either reshuffled or has degenerated, but has not been added to as the evolutionary theory would try to propose. So the concept of racism is truly an evolutionary one. Yes, Fred, and our audiences out there might conclude that hopefully by now. It's not biblical. So, Mark, we're about out of time. Do you have any closing comments on race and racism? Yes. I'd like to just sum up by first a comment by uh, Zig Ziegler, uh, in his forward to the book, One Blood, The Biblical Answer to Racism. And he states that racism is morally, socially, scientifically, and biblically wrong. It is an ugly blot on our society. When we look at the ugliness of racism and the impact, impact of evolution, we realize there is a solution to the problem of racism, and that is biblical principles and scientific facts. In God's eyes, all of us are equally loved and equally important. Christ shed his blood to cover the sins of all of us. So let's keep in mind that we are all one blood and come from the same line from first Adam and Eve and their preserved foundation of genetic information carried forward into all the world by Noah's family and the continuing mandate to replenish or fill the earth. Well, thank you, Mark. And thanks to you, listeners, for tuning in. You can find out more about TASC and some good information about the scientific study of the world from the perspective of those who take the scripture seriously at the TASC website, task-creationscience.org. That's T-A-S-C-creationscience.org. There you can learn about TASC's monthly meetings, which are open to the public, subscribe to the monthly newsletter, and read and download previous articles. Until next time, this has been Fred Johnson for Amazing Creation.